Greetings, loyal listeners. This is Vincent the Reaper Tierney with a special announcement. Tierney's Tales of Terror will once again hold a writing competition for spine-tingling tales written by you to be featured on my program. For a second time, I am opening my crypt to allow outside horrors to enter and give me nightmares of my very own. (laughs) Write an original, spooky, but family-friendly story involving the supernatural, not to exceed 30 minutes in length. Join us, won't you? If you dare. Look for us at anchor.fm slash soul twin audios. That's S O L E twin audios. Mummies are both terrifying and fascinating. It's almost as if they defy death and are seemingly eternal. Yet, stories of mummies are full of superstition and fear. Today, we bring you the tale of Las Momias de Guanajuato, the mummies found in a museum in Guanajuato, Mexico, and the tale of the unlucky mummy. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of A Spooky Tales. And today we are talking about momias, mummies. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know anything about your mummy. So yes, I'm also excited. I, I had no idea because there's literally so many like historical mummies that get like, you know, the spotlight. But I've never heard of this particular one that I'm covering. You know, I hadn't either. Um, But first, let's get into our listener story. And we've been getting a lot of them sent in. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that has been sending them in. I love, well, we. Why am I saying I? We love reading them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, keep sending them our way. And yeah, we'll read each one here on uh, an episode. And if you want me to read them on TikTok, uh, just let me know because I'll do that too. But the default is that I'm going to read them on the podcast, unless you tell me both. (laughs) You have to make a special request for TikTok, okay? (laughs) Special, special request. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And if uh, if you want to send us stories, you can either do it through Instagram, through our DMs. It's just the easiest one. Um, Or you can email us at spookytales at gmail.com, which is my preferred one because I can just press little stars uh, when I get them and then when I read them out loud I just unstar it and then I know that I've already read it it's my little system <laughs> my little filing system <laughs> love it <laughs> okay so this person sent it in through Instagram okay so they said 
Every summer, my family would take us to Michoacán to visit family. This particular summer was hotter than the rest, and I was assigned with my older cousins to kill a deer and bring it back for lunch or whatever. I didn't think much at the same time since I got to spend free time with my cousins. As we're walking through the wooded area near a small river, I started to get a freaky vibe, almost as if I were being watched. I brushed it off, thinking since I'm with my older cousins, I'll be safe. We kept walking near the small river till my cousin shushed us up and pulled out the rifle and began to scope something. I looked and saw it was a deer. I covered my ears and he shot at it. I got scared and went to hide behind a big rock. So my cousin, being himself, decided to wait for it to walk away. But instead, it like began to play tricks on us. What? Excuse me? That is gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I digress. Let me continue. <laughs> the deer began to peek out from the corners of the rock and stay there. My cousin would shoot and it would hide and make a tapping noise on the, ro- on the rock like drums. Oh, hell no. <laughs> or trying to pretty much play with us. It peeked again and my cousin shot again. The deer hid and began to tap the rock again. It kept doing this for a bit. I looked closer when it was peeking out. I remember seeing its eyes just stare at me as I stared back. My cousin at this point was like, what the hell? The deer ended up getting up and my cousin shot it and the bullet went through it like it was a ghost. We got so scared and just took off running. I remember looking back and just seeing the deer stare us down. Yeah, wow. It's, it's, that's a no. <laughs> Damn. What do you think, ghostier or like a nagual or something? I, it could, you know, they have a, there are stories of this thing called the not deer. I don't oh, know if you heard of those. yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely know about it, but not a lot. Uh, um, They're just basically like these deers, like these creatures that look like deer, but aren't deer and... But are not deer, hence the name not yeah, deer. Yeah, not deer. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they look like deer, but there's something off about them. You know what I mean? Like, something ain't right. Something, you know, it ain't okay. adding up. You know, it's like two plus two equals five when you see that deer. <laughs> okay, maybe that's what this is then. Either way, Gross. wow. No, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's a no thanks. I will be telling you, MJ, and everyone about Las Momias de Guanajuato. I'm excited. Yeah, these are creepy. <laughs> they look creepy, but theres I don't think there's actually anything creepy about them. Um, but let me just tell you. So this is um, in Guanajuato, Guanajuato, Mexico. Mm-hmm. You can find El Museo de las Momias or the Museum of Mummies. For 85 pesos or approximately $5, you can visit these mummies. Wow. That's a, that's a deal. And let me tell you. So... This is right next to, um, what's this hotel called? A hotel called Santa Cecilia, which is also said to be haunted. And then in Guanajuato, you can also find uh, one of the the houses we've already talked about. La Casa de los Lamentos. Mm -hmm. And then there's also La Casa de la Tia something. La Tia. I can't remember this house's name. I remember it's a tia. (laughs) Somebody's tia. Not mine. <laughs> no, not mine. Eventually, we're going to cover this. I'm going to cover this one, too. But, yeah, there's another house. Um, so, this is just a cool, haunted city. Anyway, back to the museum. 
at one point there were 108 mummies on display. I believe that now it's maybe 50 something mummies um on display. At one point they let they they do let people other countries borrow the mummies for their museums. Uh there was some like controversy that 20 mummies had been lost, but that was debunked. <laughs> okay. But how did these mummies come to be? You might find yourself asking, and I have the answers. Woohoo, because I did ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the city of Guanajuato only had one cemetery back, way back, you know, during um, the 1800s. And then there was a cholera epidemic uh, that began in 1829. And there were not enough cemeteries to keep up with the amount of people that were dying. So two more cemeteries were built and then bodies were just buried immediately. Like no funeral, no nothing, just immediately buried uh, to prevent the spread of cholera. So many were still buried with their clothes on. And then years later, in the late 1800s, the city of Guanajuato implemented a burial... Bur- oh my god, this word. Burial? Yes, they implemented a burial tax, uh, and this required families to pay to ensure the perpetual burial of their loved ones. And in case you're like me and you're like, what's perpetual? (laughs) Forever. Like, this is just to make sure that they stay buried. Like, they have to pay for their loved ones to remain in the cemetery, which I don't know of another place that has done this. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm sure there are, people have tried this because you know capitalism. <laughs> to stay buried, right? Is what she yes. Said. I, I think that's a practice here. Like, what? you buy a plot of land and it's only for like a hundred years or some shit like that. Oh, okay, a hundred years. Okay, so this one, this was only like forty years. So, oh, that's some. <laughs> I, I think it, I've heard of it. Like, okay, you know, so it does a happen. Place has so many dead people, like. Okay. The the people from like a hundred get a years ago or something get moved somewhere. I don't know. Don't quote me on it, you guys. I don't know. I've heard it. I'm not sure how Okay, okay. Substantial my facts are. Pulling yeah. this out of memory. <laughs> After reading this though, I I don't want to be buried in a cemetery. I want to be uh what's it called? Burned. Yeah, cream my ashes. I want them to be spread somewhere. I haven't decided where Somewhere ridiculous where it like just falls on people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Haunt all of you. Breathe me in. <laughs> <laughs> I too want to be cremated, but then I was like, cremated. That's the word. Yeah, I can't think and, of it. And I tell my kids all the time. I was like, you guys better make me into like a, like you know those diamonds that you send like ashes in. And they make it into diamonds. I was oh. like, and then that way, if you fall yeah. in hard times, you could be like, let's sell grandma. Oh wait, have we talked about this? <laughs> Why have we talked about this before? <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> Well, either way, it's like, you know, they fall on hard times. It's like, Grandma's a diamond. Let's sell her. Nice. Yeah, let's pawn her. <laughs> There's also, like, a thing where you can get you get buried and you turn into, like, a tree. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, that's what my brother wants to do. kind of want to do that. The world needs more trees. Um. Oh, God, where was I? That was a long... <laughs> that was a long diversion okay so yes the grave tax um or burial tax whatever they called it so yeah if a family failed to pay for three years then the body was removed from the grave site from their place of rest their supposed eternal place of rest they they believed maybe the families would you know, come back and pay for it. So all these bodies that were dug up because the family could no longer afford or just didn't pay the tax, they put them into this, like, 
ossuary, like mm-hmm. a room that was underneath the cemetery. That's where they just put all of them. Wow. And, you know, I wonder, I mean, there had to be different reasons. Like, what if you just didn't have family in the area anymore and so yeah. nobody paid your thing? Or they couldn't afford it. That's like, that's messed up. <laughs> that is messed up. The first person to have been dug up because of this was Dr. Regimio Leroy. And he was dug up in 1865. And he sadly died during the cholera outbreak, um, you know, treating people with cholera. And um, much to everyone's shock, when he was uh, dug up, he was mummified. And then uh, as more families failed to pay the tax, more bodies were dug up and they were all found mummified. And so, yeah, they placed them all in that ossuary. By 1894, the ossuary had collected enough bodies that groundskeepers and workers of the cemetery were just like charge a few pesos for curious people <laughs> to go look at them that would be me yeah same i'd be like just keep it on the low low i don't know how mm-hmm. don't tell nobody i'm easy. here <laughs> so in 1969 they had enough bodies that uh, they turned it into a museum but why were these mummies mummified in the first place so it's believed that the dry conditions of the soil mummified the bodies Some say, oh, there's chemicals in the soil. From what I've read, it's the dryness of the soil paired with the cold of the Mm. soil. Because I made a TikTok about this a while back, and some people were mad that I didn't say it was the chemicals in the soil. But, I mean, that's just not what I read. If, you know, if you heard a different version, obviously there's different versions. So maybe it was chemicals in the soil. That's just not what I read. Mm -hmm. But, uh, But it was the condition of the soil that mummified the bodies naturally. And... Because this was natural mummification, they look they look more gruesome than you, than your normal mummy. Yeah, they um they look like raisins, don't they? Yeah, like screaming raisins, mm-hmm. like creepy <laughs> screaming raisins. <laughs> oh wait, what are the big raisins called? No, they're not raisins. They're dates. prunes. <laughs> Dale prunes again. Oh god, <laughs> there's so many dried fruit. Yeah. <laughs> As more bodies were found, uh, superstitious beliefs surrounding the mummies began to spread, uh, and many claimed that the mummies were being punished for sins that they committed while alive. That's why they were mummified, is one of the legends that spread. And of course, more legends began to grow surrounding the mummies, because this is Mexico after all. Yeah. (laughs) So for many years, it was said that a large amount of bodies... That of the mummies that are in the museum, they had they had been buried alive, uh, because they appear to be screaming and they do their mouths are open. But this is not true. Like, I've come across TikToks talking about this museum and they all mention this, but it's not true. The majority of the people were not buried alive, and it's always like the non Mexicans, non Latinos, Latines saying this, like spreading this mm-hmm. story that that. People were buried alive, and that's why they look like they're screaming. They look, they have that that gruesome facial expression that does, like, the mouth is open. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because of the post-mortem uh, process that just the body goes through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the jaw drops, the skin begins to shrink, and then it's just frozen in place. Yeah, because isn't it like, uh, like the mummification process that the Egyptians used to use? I think they used to sew the mouth so this, di- this didn't happen. Yes, exactly. 
people that were mummified yeah mm-hmm. like in egypt they that's what they would do so yeah so that this wouldn't happen but since this was natural then yes it happened <laughs> but they weren't buried alive people like to say this part of the legend in their video since like no although there was one woman who was buried alive but she's the only Ooh. confirmed one so her name was uh, ignacia aguilar and she suffered from an unknown illness that made her appear dead. Like her heart would stop, but it always restarted and it didn't last a long time. So on one of these occasions, her family really thought she was dead because it had been more than a day and like her heart wasn't starting again and her family buried her. And when she was dug up later, she was found like face down and biting her arm. So she is the only one that was accidentally buried alive but it had nothing to do with cholera. It was like they thought she was dead. How sad, though. Like, that must be a horrible way to go. The worst, I would assume. Yeah. Like, that sounds so terrifying. Ugh. Yes. But aside from her, there is no known mummies that were buried alive. But a few legends about the mummies. You know, now that you've heard why they're mummified and that there's not really anything paranormal about it it's purely scientific but obviously legends exist so i'm gonna tell you the legends now so one legend is la bruja momia Hmm. so i'm gonna tell you the legend first according to legend in the 18th century during the spanish inquisition there lived a beautiful woman named carmen she wasn't only beautiful but she was also ambitious jealous selfish and she did whatever necessary to accomplish her goals it was said that she was ice cold she lived in a street right by the santa paula cemetery she had the most powerful men in the city under her thumb it was also said that she was a bruja that practiced black magic this allowed her to have whatever she wanted in life but as the years went by she was unhappy Though she had it all, she was beginning to age. Her hair was falling out. Her skin was losing its youth. She could no longer use her beauty to get men to do what she wanted. One night, she decided to summon the devil and make a pact with him. That night, neighbors could hear laughter and strange noises and um, question, were they having a party? Is that what happens? Because there was laughter, noises. Okay, so back to the story. (laughs) The next day, she woke up and ran straight to the mirror. She was beautiful and young once again, but this did not have the reaction she thought it would. People were confused. Why was she suddenly young again? People feared her, and so she no longer went outside. Word of her existence reached the Spanish Inquisition, and soon a mob armed with machetes went looking for her. When they found her, she was practicing black magic. And somehow the black magic she was doing it involved a rosario and what's it called? Oh, a scapular, which I didn't know what that was. Scapulario, uh, right? Yeah, it's like a little bag that you hang mm-hmm. that has like a saint on it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm obviously I've said this before, but I'm I was Catholic. I'm I don't practice it, but even when I was Catholic, I was not a good Catholic. <laughs> So yeah, she had a rosario and a scapular with her. And uh, so they found her in the middle of her spells. And so she was cuffed with chains placed around her neck and she was taken away. She was sentenced to death 
and at 100 years old, she was buried alive. Years later, she was exhumed and found mummified. She was then placed in the Museum of the Mummies with crucifixes, chains, and locks to prevent any curse from spreading from her brujeria. They went the full mile. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, so if you go to the museum, it's labeled La Momia Bruja, and she has a, a big giant thing around her neck still. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you, the um, and that was just one of the many versions. They're all similar, though, that they say she's a bruja and she was mummified. But in, in reality, the woman from the story was not a bruja. It's not very clear where the legend came from, but saying that you have a mummified witch in your museum is definitely going to bring more of an audience. (laughs) It would. So, yeah, that's probably why they, whoever did it, that's why they did it. (laughs) Um, So some people believe that uh, this woman was really a curandera, a healer, and not a bruja. However, there is one woman, her name is Paloma Robles Lacayo. And she's a biochemical engineer with a master's in arts. She made it her mission to find out who this woman really was because she went to the museum. Or I think, I think like in the beginning of the pandemic, she was looking at pictures online and she saw the picture of La Momia Bruca and the way she was like displayed with a giant chain. And she was like, that's not cool. I'm going to find out who this is. Did she find out? Oh, yeah, yeah. She did oh. indeed, actually. <laughs> So she she began looking at detailed records of the time and she compared compared it to records of um the mummies when they were all taken out and put away into the museum and she came to the conclusion that the bruja momia known as Carmen was really a woman named Tranquilina Ramirez who who died at the hands of her husband. Oh. Yeah, so even in 1829 the femicides are still a thing. <laughs> Of course, you know, but... That's when it started. No, before that. It's been a thing. It's been a human history thing. Mm-hmm. And a, and a society made to um, demonize and hate women and belittle them. And so, yeah. Yep. So that's really what happened to this Momia Bruja. So, like, that's it's just worse to know that this was her... How her life ended. And now she's, like, this demonized woman that can't even rest in peace because people... She's a witch. Never fails society. Yeah. So every every mummy has a little plaque that briefly says who this person was and what they had with them or whatever. And La Bruja Momia, her plaque mentioned three items, a rosary, a scapular, and a ring on her left hand. And when Paloma Robles Lacayo was reviewing records, a detailed crime that had occurred on the 27th of August in 1862, where a woman named Tranquilina Ramirez was found dead, she had three items with her, just and it was the same items as the mummy in the museum. And this is what led Paloma to make the connection. And that's why she believes that mm. this is not Carmen. It's Tranquilina Ramirez. Wow. So she, Paloma, is advocating for a more, a more respectful display of the mummies with proper identification. And there was like an anthropologist that was helping her with this too. I can't mm-hmm. find newer information than 2020 that mentions they were going to do this and mm-hmm. and that they were going to free La Momia Bruja. There was like a lot of articles that was like, Le quitan las cadenas a La Momia Bruja, that they're going to remove her chains, like... I saw, but I I don't know if it happened already or not. Hopefully, she, I mean she deserves some respect. Um, first right? of all, they had it all wrong. 
She was a victim in life, and they continued to, just, you know, shady title and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so this next legend, I heard on a YouTube video, they they do a bunch of, like, legends and stuff. They're all in Spanish, but... Oh, Voces Anonimas is the channel name. Okay, so that's where I found this next one. There was a point in time when the mummies were not displayed behind a glass case, and they were really, like, piled along the walls. Oh, of course they did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So if, like, if you really wanted to, you could touch the mummies, though that sounds like a bad idea, but that's, like, how close you could get to them. There was nothing in the way of you and the mummies. (laughs) Wow. And uh, the following story takes place when this was happening, when the mummies were just out in the open. So there was an older lady who feared the Museum of Mummies, but her grandkids really wanted to go. So she agreed to go with them and with her daughter on a Sunday. She didn't really take a look at the mummies while there with her family. She was scared of them, so she was mostly trying to glance at the floor. And once the trip was done, she heard her family, you know, talking about everything they saw And she decided it was time to overcome her fear. And so she went back to the museum on her own. And this time she was going to take a good look around. So she had gone through most of the museum when she appeared or when she arrived at the part of the museum that held La Bruja Momia, the mummy, which that I just mentioned. And this particular mummy, she did not like very much. She got close and suddenly it felt like something tapped her. And she felt an immense wave of fear. She quickly turned around to leave. And as she turned, her long cardigan somehow got stuck on the arm of La Bruja Momia. Even more terrified, she yanked her sweater. And then when she yanked her sweater, she fell and the mummy fell on top of her. (laughs) Oh, hell no. It's like just everything going wrong. And then she died of a heart attack induced by fear. It's, it's not like funny, a no. series of fun events. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then she was buried at the cemetery next to the museum. And it's speculated that she has become a mummy. The thing she once feared so greatly. Poor <laughs> 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 abuelita. Oh my god. Poor little grandma. Like, that's messed up. <laughs> it's so messed up. Like, the series of events. And then she's like, oh, well, now you're a mummy. <laughs> Oh my god, it's not funny, but it is. I'm really hoping that this channel, they just wrote this story, like, I'm gonna write this story about the museum, because if it's true, that's messed up. That's like like a horrible way to go, and then like, like she passes away and she becomes what she hates the most. <laughs> yeah, terrible. So yeah, I'm hoping it's not true. Like, I wanted to include it, because... Because part of me hopes it's not true, and it's just a fun story if it's not true. But if it's true, oh my god, that sucks. (laughs) That does suck if it's true. (laughs) (laughs) That was, like, literally, like, the worst day on Earth ever. (laughs) For someone, it's, like, one thing after another. (laughs) After another, and then she died, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then she becomes one. (laughs) It's not funny. It's not funny, but it is. There is a movie called Santo versus Las Momias de Guanajuato. Did you ever watch any of the Santo movies? I don't think so. There's a ton of them. Santos, uh, Santo versus La Llorona. Santo <laughs> versus, like, 
uh, this was like in the 1980s, maybe. There was like a lot of wrestler movies, and he's like the main one. But in the movie, um, wrestlers Santo, Blue Demon, and Mil Mascaras stop in Guanajuato and for like a match. And then on their way, they decide to spend the night in Guanajuato instead of like leaving. And then the mummies come alive and attack them. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it's like a B-horror movie. It's... I've seen clips of it here and there. It looks fun, like a fun watch. It reminds me of like the WWE uh, movies that they make. <laughs> they make movies? Yeah. <laughs> yes, with the wrestlers. Oh, I'm not familiar. Like a movie studio. Oh, and so, and it's movies about wrestling? No, it's like mo- movies that include the wrestler. I think the last one was one with John Cena. And he had to, like, rescue his wife or something. Like Interesting. I have no idea. What? And it's like, he plays a Marine or something? I don't know. Oh, sounds lame. No. <laughs> but in, in all these movies, the wrestlers are playing themselves. Oh. <laughs> which is, like, even better. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's what these movies are. They look fun. The full thing is on YouTube if you anyone wants to watch it. I shall watch that. And then I do want to leave everyone with one quote from Ray Bradbury. So I'm sure you know who Ray Bradbury is. I have no idea. Maybe. I would probably recognize The guy who wrote Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> you, you didn't read Fahrenheit 451 in high school? I don't think we did. What? That's like a required reading. <laughs> How the hell did I graduate? It's the movie where they <laughs> burn like- all the books set in the future yeah, like it's like what the hell what did you read i don't know what i'm shocked i'm shocked that you didn't read fahrenheit 41 <laughs> okay well yeah. this is a book almost everyone is required to read in high school except mj <laughs> somehow i still passed with the name <laughs> yeah. i don't know don't ask me But yeah, that's the the whole point of that is that he was this author. So maybe you'll recognize that. Anyway, so he went to the Museum of the Mummies. And this is a quote that he wrote, which is to me hilarious, but it's not supposed to be hilarious. The experience so wounded and terrified me. I could hardly wait to flee Mexico. I had nightmares about dying and having to remain in the halls of the dead with those propped and wired bodies. In order to purge my terror, I instantly... Oh, instantly, I wrote the next in line. One of those few times that an experience yielded yielded results almost on the spot. So the mummies really scared him. Pobrecito. Meanwhile, like, kids from, like, La Primaria or, like, elementary school go on field trips to this museum. You know what this reminds me of? Um, Those memes are, like, uh, Latino kids are, are built different. And it's, like, uh, that one, I don't know where the kid was from, but the kid had the, the Momo theme party. <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> i was like that is so true it's like there, there's very there's very little you know what scares us more than our parents <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah those are las momias de guanajuato okay so in the british museum there is a three thousand year old wooden sarcophagus of a woman it's very colorful colorful even thousands of years later the id number is 22542 in room 62 
and this artifact is known as the unlucky mummy. Many people who come across her are almost always in trance. They force themselves to look away because because they get a feeling of foreboding negative energy. Some people feel prickles on their skin and their heart rate picks up. The thought of this mummy lingers for hours or days. Some even dream about it, almost obsessively thinking about her. It is believed that she brings death, sickness, injuries, bankruptcies, and sadness to those who come in contact with the mummy. While she was in the hands of private owners, it is said that she had smashed glass, distorted photos, emitted a light at night, and was heard walking and other strange noises. After being donated to the British Museum, there were claims of knocking, shrieks, moans, and noises, all coming from the mummy display case. Ooh. There are a few legends surrounding this mummy. One is that it was on board the Titanic, and the reason it sank was because of the curse on this sarcophagus. (laughs) First of all, okay, um, I need a whole book slash movie exploring this idea. You know, like, mummies running around the Titanic? Like, yes. And that's why, like, everybody's dying. Right. Another legend claims that the ghost of this mummy would leave the museum and haunt the the London Underground subway station. I'm guessing one that's near the museum. I've never been there, so for those who have, let me know. It's said that the ghost of this mummy is responsible for the disappearance of two women who are riding the subway. They don't say how. They just blame this disappearance of the two women on the mummy. What do the mummy... Let the mummy rest. Return her to her ancestral lands. And maybe people won't disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Exactly. (laughs) Um... It's also believed that this unlucky mummy was once a princess and a priestess to the god Amun-Ra. She had knowledge of the occult and had learned powerful magic. She used this magic to ensure that those who disturbed her resting place would be punished. As she should. I mean, the disrespect for these European men. Yeah, not not enough colonizers and like... People exploring places they shouldn't be that don't belong to them. Taking things that don't belong to them. Not enough of them are punished. (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, the disrespect to take the bodies. These aren't just artifacts, people. These are, like, actual human bodies. That they're just, like, ours. Like, Exactly. Like, why don't they just leave them? (laughs) There is, there's, even, like, there is, like, an ethical um, thing about, like, taking artifacts is already bad but taking bodies oh and by the way i learned this like a while ago but apparently victorians used to eat like mummies or something no way are you serious yeah like i i could be pulling this out of there hold on yes look at the gruesome history of eating corpses as medicine okay corpses but not mummies i mean it says, okay, I mean, it's so says, ill, but not like the mummies they were finding. Like, I not think it was like... the mummies they were finding. Oh, God. It says, uh, mummies, cannibals, and vampires, a history of corpse medicine from the Renaissance to the Victorians. For several hundred years, this is not mine, by the way. This is Smithsonian Magazine that I'm reading from. Um, reveal that for, 
for several hundred years, peaking in the 16th and 17th century, many Europeans, including royalty, priests, and scientists, routinely ingested remedies containing human bones, blood, and fat as medicine. From everything from headaches to epilepsy. Wow. And then the Victorians used to do this. And that's why they say, like, there's not many mummies left because the Victorians ate a few of them. (gasps) A lot of them. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm shocked. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And they have the audacity to, like, talk about, like, the rituals that indigenous people used to do to kill people without mm-hmm. bringing this stuff up like this is worse this is way worse mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so gross like I- i've heard of this like um like yeah look at mummy was sold as medicine in german medical catalog at the beginning of the 20th century what oh oh <laughs> this is this is why they're all everyone's cursed they're i mean on top of that they're eating Body, they're stealing bodies. They're grave robbers, essentially. They're stealing bodies, and they're they were consuming them. That's wild. That's disgusting. <laughs> she, you know, she should really curse them all. She really should. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> uh, the journey and the legend of this mummy begins with Thomas Douglas Murray, uh, who was born in eighteen forty one. Who was a very wealthy man. He was an amateur archaeologist and would go to Egypt often. One day he visited Count Louis Hammond, an astrologer who went by the name of Chiro. Chiro? C-H-E-I-R-O. Okay, I can't pronounce it. And when Chiro... took thomas by the hand he had an ominous feeling doom and all that um he had visions and feelings that the hand he was holding would one day be separate from its owner so even before he met the mummy murray had like you know got news of doom um Uh, Murray then traveled to Egypt with two friends. There, a man showed the three a freshly excavated mummy that was beautifully preserved. On the sarcophagus, there was hieroglyphics that stated she was a princess and a priestess for Amun-Ra. Her name was also Amun-Ra in honor of the god she served. The three men each wanted to buy it, so so they drew lots and Murray was the winner. Later that day, the three Englishmen went duck hunting. Murray's gun exploded, injuring his right hand. Good. He headed... <laughs> exactly. Um, he headed for Cairo for medical attention, but the strong winds delayed his arrival, which should have been an easy and fast trip took 10 days. By the time they arrived at Cairo, gangrene had set in. To stop the spread, his hand had to be amputated. Murray would recover, and the three Englishmen would go would uh, try to go back to England. So that one um, astrologer was right about the fortune that was to befall mm-hmm. on Murray. <laughs> they did hear rumors that the man who unearthed the mummy had died, as well as two servants who handled the mummy, all dead within the year. On the way back to England, both of Murray's friends died at sea. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. When he returned home, he felt this mummy had brought this darkness over his home. 
A Russian occultist named Madame Blavatsky visit, visited him and told him that this is evil and he had to get rid of it as soon as he could. He let a journalist who was writing about him borrow the mummy, and while this mummy was in her house, her mother fell down the stairs and died. What? Oh, God. It's a, it's a bunch. Like, hold on. It's a lot. <laughs> her prized dog became sick and died also. At this point, she sent the mummy back to Murray. He then let his friend, Mr. Wheeler, borrow the mummy. He had bad luck and died brokenhearted. After his death, Mr. Wheeler took, uh, Mr. Wheeler's sister took the mummy. She had it photographed, and to her horror, when the pictures were developed, there seemed to be a distorted image, and according to her, it was like a living person's face on the sarcophagus. What? Okay. The look was pure evil. Not long after that, the photographer died, and his son was in an accident. What? The man who purchased the photographs, when he brought them home, every single piece of glass shattered in his home. Oh, my God. It's 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 a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's still going. Um, many other people who came into contact with Amun Ra were injured. With all the bad luck surrounding the mummy, Marie decided to donate, donate it to the British Museum. He asked his friend, who was an Egypto Egyptologist, to get there. To get it there, and his friend brought it to his house. In the meantime, that friend died. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> the servant also complained of being unable to sleep. The men who help who were helping with the delivery also experienced bad luck. While delivering the mummy, the truck hit and trapped a pedestrian. One oh. worker broke his leg while unloading the mummy, and another died within the week. Oh god. Being at the museum didn't stop the activity. Workers spoke of poltergeist activity, crying and noises coming from the sarcophagus. Another journalist covering the story of Amun-Ra took a picture and the woman was seen again. She showed, he showed this to the museum keeper. The journalist went home and shot himself. So, it, <laughs> the same day he took the picture, I believe. Many workers saw apparitions. People who encountered this mummy kept on having misfortunes. So they decided to move this mummy to the basement. Not that this stopped anything as workers were injured, but the activity did die down. And as the years passed, the story died down as well. As for Thomas Murray, his bad luck didn't end when he donated the mummy. He died bankrupt and in poverty in 1912. Now, the story of this mummy sinking the Titanic has been debunked. It is also believed that the legends behind this mummy were a mixture of many other stories from different artifacts and not and all tied to the unlucky mummy. She's on display now, so for those who want to see her, uh, take a trip to the British Museum. Fun fact, the British Museum held a seance for this unlucky mummy. Victorians were wild. Like, <laughs> they were just eating Let's mummies. Let's have a seance. Slight a seance and like... In, in the same room with possibly something we would have eaten. It's just so weird. <laughs> oh, my God. And there is so much more information on this mummy. We could sit and talk here for about it for a few hours. So if you're still curious and want to learn more about her, look up the um, British Museum Unlucky Mummy. There is just so much historic information and articles and all that jazz. Um, and it reminded me of the joke that says, uh, what sounds British but isn't, and it's like the British Museum. 
Yes, yep. that's shame. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate, though. <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah. It's so true. Oddly enough, this um, episode, like, kind of synchronized with Moon Knight, um, which is the new uh, Marvel show. Because it's based on, like, Egyptology and all that stuff. Oh, is it? I've been seeing a lot about it, and I thought about starting it. I like it. It's not for everyone. Um, it, It's very, like, you have to, like, solve the mystery, and it's very puzzle-like. And a lot of people are giving it, like, bad reviews for that. And I'm like, yo, what? that's the best. Like, the things that where it keeps you guessing. Where you have I've to seen, put- like, good things about it on Twitter, but... Yeah, on like people on IMDb are like giving it low ratings. I'm like, people guys, on IMDb suck. <laughs> that is true, but I'm like, you guys, come on! It's it makes you think. It keeps you like guessing, and you have to put like a lot of things together. But a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people just want the story told. They don't want to like think, which is sad and disappointing. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh let's wrap. Oh, before we wrap this up, I do want to say I am on um this mummy's side, and in fact, I feel like she should have done more. <laughs> I know. I feel like you know what, girl, you like. We need to go there and encourage her to do it. I think. Yeah, she lost a yeah. Little she bit did of her nothing mojo. wrong. <laughs> she, you know, she became self conscious and stopped cursing people. <laughs> yeah, I want to say good for her. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. Good for her. <laughs> Do you have any, any spooky recommendations this week? Not really. I haven't been. Oh, I'm re-watching The Ring. So, nice. I don't know. Classic. If anyone Classic. has not seen The Ring, like, where have you been? <laughs> and just, like, terrified of it. It's so funny. I was like, you want to watch it with me? And he was like, no. I hate that movie. <laughs> yeah when it first came out um we watched it with my mom and we were all so scared like now i can rewatch it just fine but yeah at the time i was terrified i was like oh my god when i um started the the um the movie and like the beginning scene the actress had her feet all dirty (laughs) it took me out of the movie and i was like oh like really (laughs) that's like the most horrifying part of this movie go wash your feet (laughs) i'm gonna recommend another classic because you recommended the ring Mm-hmm. Gary movie three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like it aged okay. You don't have to really know what was going on when it came out to understand the references. Like, it's just other than the like, because it's a parody of The Ring mostly and then like a few other movies, but so good. Like the part with uh, Brenda and fighting the girl from The Ring. That shit is hilarious. Like best scene ever. She should have won awards for it. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so funny because it's like... <laughs> It like it turns into like a good little girl, and she's like, "I'm just kidding." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Like I rewatch this movie all the time. It's good. Yeah. So yeah, if you haven't seen, that's my favorite scary movie. Um, scary movie three. My husband really likes scary movie two, which is another good one. But the first three are the only good ones. <laughs> I haven't to me. seen the rest of the like. Uh, I haven't seen the like the scary movies in a long time it's been like over 10 years i think it's it's overdue yeah i just rewatched them like a month ago i think i, I had tweeted i was like ah, oh, you know what? i haven't watched scary movie three in forever and then my husband came home with it and i was like what how did you They're so oh, like i was like <laughs> take my good hand yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i have that all three now takes me out it's so good. It's so quotable cuz you know back back then we, we there was no memes. All we did was quote movies. 
That's true. And, and so take my good hand. One. Yeah, so quotable. <laughs> but um but yeah let's uh wrap this up before sammy starts crying all right if you find yourself in a historical site and you're like digging things you know looking for artifacts and mummies mm-hmm. and you find either one of the two just leave them there don't take them <laughs> yeah and don't eat them either oh god <laughs> They're not med- medicinal, okay? Yes, please don't eat them. And yeah, stay as spooky. We will catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for our spookies supporting us on Patreon. Winston, Modesto, Cynthia, Perla, Jesenia, Kristen, Dalia, Mariela, Rene, Yamaris, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, edited and produced by Christina. If you're looking for extra ways to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Tales. And you can also check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. Go to spookytales.com slash support. You can also check out spookytales.com slash store for some Spooky Tales merch like Stay Spooky Beanies. No Mamas sweatshirts and hoodies, and a Spooky Tale logo t-shirts. But of course, you have our eternal gratitude for just listening. Stay a spooky!